1420 KPEL Lafayette. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Oh, hi. I'm Hollywood Steve. You caught me relaxing in my music nook. From 1976 to 1984, the radio airwaves were dominated by really smooth music, also known as Yacht Rock. These Yacht Rockers docked a remarkable fleet of number one hits, and every song has a story behind it. Let me tell you one. Wednesday afternoon edition, Yacht Rock edition of Sports Chat 103.3, The Goat. Special guest coming up right now. He is Jeff Perlman, a New York Times bestseller. He has 10 books. He's working on his 11th. His previous book, The Last Folk Hero, was on uh, Bo Jackson. I think the first book uh, I read of his, The Bad Guys One, is a laugh out loud funny book about the 86 Mets. Uh, he is Jeff Perlman. His book, Showtime is what is based on the show Winning Time on the Lakers of Magic, Kareem, and Riley. That's on HBO. We need to make sure we tell you what channel it's on. Jeff, Dave Schultz, thanks for hopping on. How you been? You know, I wasn't doing that great, but then I heard you guys playing Out of Touch from Hall & Oates' Big Bam Boom album, and I'm all in on that because I'm a huge Hall & Oates fan. There you go. All right. Uh, Congratulations on all the success. Uh, So we seem to be moving from... I mean, last last season for winning time was just, you know, the first year of Magic. It feels like this uh, this portion of the book is going to take us through a few years because we were pre-Riley the couple episodes before, and now we're going to get Riley as the head coach coming up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. It goes from uh, the first season was 79-80, and uh, they definitely speed it up and go uh, basically 80 through 84. So you get the sort of rise to a certain degree of Paul Westhead, then the fall of Paul Westhead, then the rise of Riley, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot more bird magic also. Um, so it's a really fun season, I think. So I feel we're about the same maturity, or that you're probably much more mature than I am, but age-wise, we're kind of close. So I was a Sixers fan, actually, in 1980 and watching, remember those games. I, I don't remember some of those facts. I didn't realize that, you know, Magic had a son uh, that early. I don't remember his knee injury. Did you remember these things when you started the book? I remember some, but not everything. Um, I mean, I, I, the thing is, like, if you write a book, if you go into writing a book and you don't learn anything new, you've done a really crappy job of writing a book, right. you know? Right. So there are a lot of things. I didn't know the original coach was uh, Jerry Tarkanian. I didn't know that 
uh, Jack McKinney took over and had the bike accident. Like I didn't, right. there's so many things I didn't know that I learned just from making call after call after call. That's kind of the joy. And you know, that's kind of the joy of it all. We're talking to, to Jeff Perlman. Have we, have you been in an episode yet? Did I miss you? We've seen the first two episodes of this season have, have been aired. Uh, I am in episode six okay. this year. So you have not seen me yet, but I, uh, I, it was a big stretch for me. Normally I am a poorly dressed schlub reporter and in episode six i play a well-dressed schlub reporter <laughs> big stretch big stretch do you have your, i mean now do you i mean this is a touchy subject now do you have your union card or were you just kind of you know a one-time thing in here because of your uh, status i don't with the project? Actually, if i had my union card i probably wouldn't be doing this show because all my colleagues are on strike right now right yeah. um i will tell you this it was um i was super excited to film the episode because i'm not an actor obviously i'm a journalist and I got there to set in L.A. at 9.30 in the morning, and I was super psyched. And the first thing you see when you get there is craft services with yes. free food. And you're like, oh, this is the best. And then they, you go to wardrobe, and it's really fun, and you do makeup, and it's really fun. And I had this crazy wig, and I had these sideburns. And then I'm in the scene with John C. Riley and Adrian Brody and Jason Clark. So I'm in the scene with the big guns. That's awesome. And they shot it. One, I was super nervous. I have three lines, and I wrote them on my hand, <laughs> and I was really nervous. And they shot it the first time, and I was like, this is great. And they shot it again, and I thought, this is great. And they shot it the third time, and I thought, oh, this is pretty good. They ended up shooting that scene 104 times. And by the end, I just wanted to go home. And the worst part is I got home, and I, they they'd, uh, they'd put a wig on me. And the next morning, I woke up, and my head, I had an allergic reaction to the, oh. to the glue from the wig. Ah. Had, a sec- had a second head growing out of my first head. Had to go to urgent care. Because my eyes were closing and my everything was really bad, so my acting career probably began and end ends with episode six of Winning Time season two. <laughs> so does that go down as workers' comp? <laughs> uh, it goes not. If, I, don't, I think if, if the show is based on your book, you don't get that much. Right. But I, did, <laughs> I got craft services. I got craft services and a free teacher. Right. 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 One hundred and four takes. Oh my god. Hey Jeff mm-hmm. Lyndon Burton, I have a question for you because this is this was controversial some people didn't know if if this is true we've heard other people uh, and specifically the person that i'm discussing about come out and say that i wasn't like this what's your take on the whole jerry west and jason clark thing because i think jason clark is killing it the performance but jerry west is saying hey i'm not i'm not like that uh, so what's your take on all of that my take is um number one i completely understand where jerry west is coming from like i do i think you have to um He's watching a TV show where someone is playing him with his name in his position, you know, at a time period. He looks like him. Um, they use his bi- biography. And, you know, it's, it's a dramatic retelling of a, of a time period. So it's not a documentary. So I get it. You're Jerry West. You're watching. You're like, I didn't, I didn't say that. Or I don't, I don't think I come off that way. Um, and I guess what I would say is I do feel like, I truly feel like, if anybody, the show is an homage to Jerry West. Like, I think he comes off great in the show. I think it's a real ode to him. And, like, not for nothing, a lot of the things he complained about uh, from the show were taken from his own autobiography. Him breaking a golf club, his temper, his inability to watch games. That's kind of from him, first person, from his amazing book, West, uh, West on West. So, I get it. I'm, I can't be mad about it. I totally understand it. But I think it's a little bit misplaced. I I told Dave the same exact thing. I said, if I'm Jerry West, I actually would love it because, to your point, it feels like it's homage. It, it make, to me, as a sports fan, 
it makes me f be like, oh, Jerry West is that guy. He's the man. Now, let me ask you another thing. What's your opinion on, the on? Uh, I believe his name is Quincy, who plays Magic? I think he absolutely kills it and embodies the role of Magic. For As someone who wrote the book that uh, the show is about, do you feel that Quincy uh, covered the Magic role to uh, in the way you would have liked to see it be covered? I think it's one of the best casting jobs I've ever seen anywhere. And I'm, I... I really do. I think it is remarkable. And I, Quincy Isaiah, first of all, he's an awesome guy. He's just a delight and a really lovely human being. And he was a, he's probably 25 now. He was a college football player at Kalamazoo College. His acting was all regional in Michigan. And I don't know how they found him. It's ridiculous how good, well, I do know how they found him, but it's ridiculous how good he is and how he, maybe it's because he's from Michigan. Maybe it's because he has a natural charm and charisma and intelligence about him and curiosity. It's amazing. I, th I feel equally um, in the casting of Kareem, yeah. Solomon Hughes, who was a f guy who was a former center of Cal. He's a PhD. So he has that kind of Kareem sort of worldliness and that he's very smart. I mean, you could have gone another 100 years looking for Kareem and Magic, and I don't think they would have cast it better than they did. I agree 100%. Kareem is just as good. You're absolutely right. Talking to Jeff Perlman on a uh, Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3, The Goat. His book, Showtime, is what based on winning time is. Did you have any any say in the writing of the show at all? Yeah, so I'm a, uh, I'm a producer for season two. Which oh. Actually, a lot of times you think, ah, oh, that doesn't mean very much. And maybe it doesn't mean much, but I've been, um, every script I read, everything I fact check, Every week I talk with the executive producer about, is this right? Is that right? How does this work? How does it work? I'm not a guy in the writer's room because I don't do that kind of writing. But um, they've used me a lot, a lot, a lot. They also, I would say the first time I realized how serious the show was, uh, and I'm not BSing about this, like truly, was early in season, way before while they were making season one, I got a call one day and someone said, do you know what kind of material they used back in 1979 to make the summer league uniforms? Because we want to replicate the summer league exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I could try finding. And then when I went to set and they recreated the 1979 NBA basketballs, like they literally got everything about them, used the exact same material, recreated it. Um, Jerry Buss's wardrobe in the show is made by the same guy who literally made Jerry Buss's wardrobe. <laughs> like, it's like James Cameron Titanic level insanity in the efforts to be as real uh, as possible. So, uh, they didn't, for me personally, they've been amazing. They've kept me involved. They didn't have to. They could have just thrown me a little money and kicked me to the curb, but they haven't. They've done the opposite. So it's been great. All right, we do want to take this opportunity. Jeff Perlman, we had a question. People want to talk to you. Uh, wanted me to ask you about your book, Bo Jackson. I know you were stopped uh, trying to get on an airplane going through security. What what were they stopping you with? <laughs> <laughs> so when I was researching the book, I went to Bessemer, Alabama, where Bo is from. And this is kind of toward the end of the pandemic when people are starting to fly a little bit again. And I um, I went to Bo Jackson's house. It was my first trip for research for the Bo Jackson book. And his old house has been demolished. It's long gone, but the foundation is still there. This is his first child at home. The foundation is still there. And I dug up a brick. And it's not like it's not like a historic landmark. It's literally a, a you know, basically an empty lot. And I take the brick. And I call a friend of mine. And I'm like, I, want, I think I want to take a brick. And they're like, take the brick, take the brick. So I get to the airport and I go through TSA and they see the brick in my bag and they pull me aside and they're like, uh, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a brick. And they're like, oh, you can't fly with a brick. And I'm like, I just explained the brick and the guy's like, sure. And I'm like, I'm a journalist. And I'm like, do you know who Bo Jackson is? Oh yeah, of course. 
I'm doing a, a Bo Jackson book, and it's a brick from his house, and he's like, Sheila, Sheila, get over here. And he calls over the Sheila, the supervisor, and he explains it to her, and she looks at me, and she looks at the brick, and she goes, all right, man, take the brick. Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. So, Jeff, one of the best creators out today is Adam McKay. What, if for your experience, what's it been like working with him and interacting with him? You already said that they basically have consulted you on a lot of things, and McKay is one of those guys that's very meticulous and very detail oriented. What's it been like working with Adam McKay? Uh, it's funny. I was literally just texting him before you called. He's um. He's, he's the best. First of all, he's just a great guy. He's really kind. He has a big heart. He is like, I don't know if you guys saw Don't Look Up. Yeah. But like, that was a passion project for him. That was no joke. He is all about climate change and protecting the planet. Like, it's a passion for him. And he, he wears it on his sleeve. And as far as, the, um, as far as the show goes, he knows everything about basketball. Everything about basketball. He's a weird, diehard Dallas Mavericks fan. <laughs> um, and like, those details, when you hear about, like, the details and the details mattering and, like, the little things like the basketball and the uniforms, like, that's an extension of him. He just wants to get it right. And the funny thing is, and I'm not BSing when I say this, early on in the process, uh, the, the guy who optioned the book, a great guy named Jim Hex, said to me, Adam McKay wants us to come to his house and meet with him. And I said, oh, that sounds great. Okay. And then I had to Google how Adam McKay was. I'd never heard of him. <laughs> so... So when I went to Adam McKay's house, I was standing outside his house Googling him before I went in the house. And I was like, oh, stepbrothers. Oh, you know, Anchorman. Holy cow, this guy's a real deal. So You can tell how much he cares about this because early, I, I, I follow this and I have a movie podcast and I follow this very closely. But the fact that Will Ferrell really wanted the role, but McKay didn't think he fit he fit the role as bus and it, it messed it honestly messed up a little bit of their friendship because he wanted to choose john c Riley, and that's how passionate mckay is about this stuff another director that worked on the series which i'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know but is super bad alum and by now moneyball alum just famous actor jonah hill did you have any any interactions with jonah hill during this I did not. He did um, episode two of season one. I was not around for that. So he only did one episode. That way he was like there for like a week and a half. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I got I got to ask because this seems like it could continue on for a little bit. You have another Lakers book. Would you like to see the Kobe, Shaq, and Phil story continue on winning time and, and turn that into an HBO show? I mean, let me put it to you this way, being sincere. HBO comes along. Right? They say, we want to turn your book into a TV show. They give you great money. You get to hang out on a Hollywood set. You get to see your name at the end of credits. You get cameos for you, your wife, and your two kids. You go to the greatest premiere party of all time. I mean, truly, the premiere party was maybe the best night of my life. Um, you get, and, and, and your book sells more because of it. So and advice to all of your listeners, if anyone ever comes up to any of you and says... <laughs> HBO wants to option your book or Netflix or whoever, the answer is always yes. So <laughs> F yes. I would I would happily I guess the better and, um, question is say, what what are the chances of that happening? Honestly, what has to happen, I'm being sincere about this. The viewership for the first two episodes this season has been meh. It's been okay but not great. And for them to renew for season three, we need more viewers. Mm. So if your kind listeners could tune in because their favorite mediocre California-based Jewish author 
needs another kid to go to college, <laughs> and I could really use the money of season three. So if you could help me out, I'd be your best friend. Well, we I'd appreciate- buy all your listeners a free pony. Oh, okay. we, yeah, we appreciate you having this on. So how far do you say this takes us through the 84 championship? Because I have to tell you, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. You know who won what? I don't. I didn't remember that the Lakers lost in the first round. Uh, you know the following year after their after the you know first title and and that yeah. you know the I, basically the first scene again. Spoiler alert um, is is Riley saying it's important to win because you know we won but it wasn't against them and they won but it wasn't against us. Uh, do yeah. we get any Dr. J in there because that was who I was rooting for? He he did win. <laughs> you get a little Dr. J. You get a ton of Larry Bird. Right. Like a ton of Larry Bird. And the guy who plays Larry Bird is this guy, Sean. I'll tell you something real funny real quick. The guy who plays Larry Bird is named Sean Small. And Sean's become a pretty good friend of mine. And he lives in, I mean, he lives about an hour north of me in California. And um, a few weeks ago, he came down to play. I play pickup every Saturday. And I'm 20 years older than him, but I still play him. He, comes, he came down. He's really good. He's about 6'4". He's kind of a shooting guard. And he shoots exactly like Bird because they, the trainers for the show changed his shot up. So he comes down and he plays in my pickup games and his release point is exactly Larry Bird's. Like if you were doing uh, a mimic of Larry Bird, it'd be his shooting shot and it changed because he plays Larry Bird in the show. So I felt for one day, like I was running pickup with a less talented Larry Bird. Larry shoots it right over his head, right? That's how he shoots it. Correct. Yeah. And now so does Sean Patrick Small. So he he does. He is is Jeff Perlman, author of uh, 10 books. Also, hold on, uh, you know, Showtime is based... Uh, winning time is based on Showtime, but you got a what book are you working on now? <laughs> I'm doing my first non-sports book. I'm doing a biography of uh, Tupac Shakur. Wow, when's that expected out? Uh, 2025. These things take a while. They do for sure. All right. I, I gotta ask him, Dave. I'm a big rap fan here, here, Jeff. What is not to spoil the book, but is there anything Ooh. you've learned about Tupac that's not necessarily out there? Oh yeah. But I can't tell you. Oh, for I'm sure, for sure, for sure. Years. Oh, yeah. He's, I've interviewed him. I'm, I'm up to a close to about 400 interviews so far. And it's like, it's the, I will say this. This is what I keep telling my friends. Interviewing former rappers is far more interesting than interviewing retired baseball players. Mm. Like, leaves them out. It's the craziest group of fascinating people ever. And it's taken me to places. Again, I'm a, I'm a kid, a white kid from rural upstate New York. And this book has taken me everywhere. And it's just wild and crazy and fun and eye-opening. And it's a joyride. So it's been cool. Being that you were from upstate New York, were you a biggie guy growing up? And does this kind of, you know, hurt your allegiances? Well, to be honest with you, so I'm 51. So Biggie and Tupac were really when I was in college. I grew up a very, very big Big Daddy King Tribe Called Quest. Uh, Heavy D and the Boys, that kind of stuff, yeah. How how rural uh, in upstate New York? Uh, very rural. I grew up in a very, very, it's about an hour and 20 minutes north of New York City. A lot of deer, a lot of hunting. Uh, you know, we, I had two black kids in my class. We were one of like four Jewish families. Very, very, very middle of nowhere. But is that good like, place to grow up, Mayo Pack, New York. Is that like Poughkeepsie? Oh, where was it? it it's called Mayo Pack. It's Putnam oh. County. It's not that far from Poughkeepsie, okay. actually. All right. Yeah. He is Jeff Perlman, author of Showtime, uh, the uh, the Kareem Magic and Riley Lakers, and that's what's based on Winning Time on HBO. Comes out Sunday nights. Really appreciate your time, Jeff. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for talking to me. Take care. Right. Thank you, Jeff. That was awesome.
That was outstanding. Yeah, I love it. I had to ask him the two, but I do. I was going to see if we can get a little something, Dave. Get a little nugget. Well, I was going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, I know, but no, we got no, a little no, something no, out of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked well, him. You know? Not really. Not really, but to me, it was a little oh, something. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Because uh, he's right. Rappers are... The, he's going to... Let me just say this, because I'm sure he knows this. He's no. one of the best journalists out there. Right. Rappers embellish so much. <laughs> like, What's that? Rappers embellish so much. Like he, That's why he's interviewing so many of them, because like... Yeah, but the he, game changed. But you don't know who's telling the truth and yeah, who's but, not. Yeah, but the, the, the game changed. What you mean, the game changed? Let, we'll take a break. Okay. All right. We'll take a break. All right. Because it used to be dangerous if you're talking to oh. Mark and Biggie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah, that happen sure. much anymore? Oh, yeah. Oh, it does still. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it's probably worse. All right. Yeah, like they're on rap songs calling out their... They're ops for those that like you who might not know what that means. The right. opposition, they're, right. they're enemies. Right. They're like it's it's bad. They're gunning them down. Yeah. In Jackson, I'll tell you what happened in Jacksonville. Okay. I'll just All tell right. you about the, the Jacksonville rappers. Okay. What happened there? All right. Back after this, Dave Schultz, Linda Burton, 1033 the goat. That first cool winter together. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. <laughs> Because that's what goats do. 1033, the goat. Hey, Mark. I just stopped in to say hello, and whoa, the phone's ringing off the hook. Safe to say business is going well? Yeah. Word of mouth kept us afloat after we opened. Then there was a bit of a lull, but it finally feels like we've been getting a steady flow of new customers over the past few months. What have you been doing? It definitely looks like it's working. Thanks. We needed to be able to be found where people are searching, and today that means being found online. How'd you pull that off? Sounds pretty complicated. No, it was easy. I went to townsquarelocal.com to see how many people are searching for my services in the area. Then, the experts at Townsquare helped build my online presence so my business could be found exactly when and where customers were looking. That's amazing. Do you think they could help me, too? Absolutely. Go to townsquarelocal.com to find out. Go to townsquarelocal.com for a local customer analysis that will show you how many customers are searching for your services online. It's quick and easy. Get your business found online by visiting townsquarelocal.com today. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. 
because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Saturday, August 19th at the Varsity Theater, it's Vertical Horizon. It's a special red, rock, and blue concert to benefit Louisiana military charities. With special guests Petty Betty and Regeneration, presented by Citizens Bank. Tickets on sale now at varsitytheater.com or at the door while they last. Vertical Horizon, August 19th at the Varsity. Someone gets your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton. All right, what happened in Jacksonville? Okay, so this rapper was a part of uh, this gang, and uh, in the song, I can't play it, he talks about how he strategically took out his oppositions one by one, and to let the other gang members know, hey, this is serious, they kidnapped someone, and in the in the song, it goes, Corbin got kidnapped we put his body some, some, somewhere and basically in Jacksonville came out on the news. It was a breaking story. His parents were like begging and pleading for them to uh, tell them where her son was. And the rappers were like, oh, we were just talking about a rumor we heard. And then when they found the body, the kid was buried somewhere with no skin and just his bones were there. It was some traumatic stuff, man. There's a whole documentary on YouTube about the Jacksonville uh, rap and gang culture, how it's really bad. So I just think these rappers, like if you, back in the day, I just thought one of two things. Mm-hmm. Snoop was either going to end up in jail or dead. He thought the same thing. Did he? There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. All he, right. he said that in a, in a documentary. Okay. All he right. said what changed him was the murder charge. He, uh, Him oh, really? getting off on the murder charge that he got. And he said once he got off of that, his mom was like, have you not learned? Like, you're rich beyond the, you can right. imagine. You but, have everything you want. Why don't you change your life? And he changed his life. But they've gone from... Rich to wealthy, right? Jay Z is worth two and a half billion dollars. Mm. We're not talking about an artist. We're talking about an owner. Yeah, right? true. Like owning, like, like he's so a rod, right? I mean, if you had to guess, I, I would presume everybody would think that Jay Z is has more money than a rod. A rod doesn't have two and a half billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, big facts. Big facts. It's about owning these masters, man. It's not about making the records. It's, it's if you own your masters, you're in for a treat. <laughs> you're in for a lot. And that's why Lil Wayne just sold his masters for like $650 million, dollars, close to a billion well, dollars. It says A-Rod's worth $350 million. See? And A-Rod's so, so done just, everything so, he can do. So basically, Jay-Z is like almost 10 times that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's not... And I don't know if that's counting Beyonce's money, too. No. Yeah. No, I just said Jay-Z. Just Jay-Z, right. yeah, What do we yeah. think Beyonce is? Oh, she's close. She's close. Do we think so? Yeah, I would say at least half a bill. Well, that's... Mu- Hold on. That's a huge difference uh, between $2.5 billion yeah. and a half right. a... You true, know, true, 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 true. 500 million. I would say she's right. close to a billion dollars. All right. 
b- above half a billion. I'd say she's like. She's, you, you were right on. Okay. About 540. Yep. Rihanna is worth 1.4 billion. Yeah, she owns Fenty. Right. That's why. Correct. Yeah. All right. So Taylor Swift, 740 million. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those artists, man, if, you, if you're if you one of the biggest artists and you own your masters... You're, well, that was the whole Taylor Swift thing. That's why she redid right. those albums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they yeah, yeah. sold like hotcakes. Her fans are idiots. <laughs> why would you rebuy the same yeah. album you have? That, uh, no. I love Drake, but I'm not rebuying all the Drake albums I own. I'm sorry. I buy the new Drake albums. I'm not rebuying old Drake albums. Unless it's a vinyl for my record player. Then I'll buy You got it. a record player. Yeah. Because right. I got all I got all the Drake albums on vinyl, man. My 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 pristine gift is take care. I have it signed. Oh, I have it signed by Lil Wayne. I have it signed by uh, Drake's producer Forty. All I'm waiting for is Drake to sign it, <laughs> and then that's gonna be my prize possession. Oh yeah, no. Uh, my goal, by my goal in media is before I die, I'm gonna give Drake his best interview of his career. Best interview of his career. I, I think everyone who's done it so far is horrible. They don't know about him. They don't touch on the things that Drake fans really want to hear. I'm going to give him the best. Like, what's the question you would ask Drake? I would ask Drake first. I'm starting with Degrassi. First off, what was it like being in Canada doing Degrassi and then having successful out in hip hop radio? Did you feel? You know, this sort of living in two worlds because you're an actor, a Jewish actor who is seen as a mixed race guy going into rap and you're rapping with Lil Wayne. What was that like going in just living in those two worlds? And I want to know. That's what I'm talking about. You don't think anybody's asked him that? No. I've, I've watched all the Drake interviews. I've watched the beginning ones. They made jokes about it. They were like, ah, you were in Degrassi. <laughs> like, what was that like? That's all they say. And they make, they laugh at him. I don't like that. No, no, we're not. I'm embracing your Degrassi career, and I think it's awesome you were wheelchair, wheelchair Jimmy. I'm okay. asking, what was it like uh, in that moment getting shot as wheelchair Jimmy? I want to know. Oh yeah, I'm a mega fan. <laughs> Let's take a time out. What do we think Drake is worth? <laughs> oh, um, mm, three hundred and fifty million, if I had to guess. Two fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know my guy. He's, he's going to be close to half a billion soon. All right, Dave Schultz, Linda Burton. We'll get back to sports after this. 103.3 The Goat. So I hit the road and made my getaway. On us, what we butt in with a little common sense. 103.3 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. The Acadian Ambulance Membership Enrollment is now open. Members enjoy many benefits, including a 30% discount on ambulance transports, a nationwide discount program on products and services you use every day, and savings on medical alerts and security systems. Memberships cost as low as $69 a year. Learn more about all of the benefits and the low cost of membership by calling 800-256-JOIN or visit myacadian.com. Hurry, the deadline is Friday, September 8th. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes Magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called Nature 
Nature's Blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash deal or text deal to 511-511. Text deal to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Pardon us what we butt in with a little common sense. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Lyndon Burton, uh, I'm talk about this for a little bit, uh, my Locked On Sunbelt podcast, because obviously, you know, the two teams that I'm most familiar with, the Cajuns, mm-hmm. although I have to get more familiar with them, right, and South Alabama, uh, kind of have an idea, although I'm not so sure what we expect out of the Cajuns this year. What do we expect out of, out of the Cajuns? Seven, eight wins. Okay. Seven, eight wins, yeah. I think that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's basically where they are. Can they get nine? Maybe. A lot of tough games on the road. Yeah, it's a lot. Can of they tough start games. out 4-0? Can you go to ODU and get a win? That that's what they're gonna have to do. You know, you gotta beat UAB. Mm-hmm. Right? Because those are winnable football games. You gotta win the first four. And then if you lose to Minnesota, you gotta beat Texas. Well, what State. happens if you are 4-0 and you're playing really good? I, Minnesota's no world beaters. I understand it's a power five, but we had um I had Ricky Ronnie on. From Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, J, uh, J.P. Flex done a great job. But, you know, in conference, they're a 500 team. Outside of conference, 18 and 1. Mm, okay. So the last guy that was there, whoever he replaced, was it Glenn somebody? 
so whoever he replaced in Minnesota was also about a 500 coach in conference. Okay. So where he hasn't done a great job in conference, he's had a couple of good seasons, uh, and then you know lost out on jobs to get. Uh, but because he's 18 and one out of conference, he's really good. Mm-hmm. But Minnesota is not necessarily world beaters. Yeah, that's no, not that's true. You know, that's like going to play Iowa State. Yeah, it's right. They're not going to play game. Michigan. They're not going to play Penn State. They're not playing Ohio State. Very winnable game. And if they start off four and zero, then let's it's see what like, that is. Boom. Um, okay. Let's see here. Preseason Big Ten poll. Let's see what where Minnesota is. I don't. I don't Big Ten media releases 2023 preseason poll, cornhuskerswire.com. All right, let's see what we got here. Hopefully we get the whole thing. I mean, this looks like it's one conference. Let me see. Maybe this is one division. Hold on. Oh, in the West. All right. Are they in the West? They're in the West. They are. They did get one first place vote, and they're picked to finish third. All right, so that's not bad. No, yeah. That's not bad. They're picked behind... Wisconsin, they're picked behind Iowa, and they are ahead of Illinois. They're ahead of Nebraska and head of Purdue and Northwestern. That's going to be a disaster of a season. Uh, if you want to pick the over under on a team, so I'm just wondering what what people think are the expectations for the Cajuns, because I have an idea what the expectations are for South Alabama. They're supposed to be really good. All right, um, I did Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. And because of their schedule and their quarterback situation, you know, seven, eight wins would be really good. Would be a good season. Like seven and five for them in the regular season would be a really good season for Southern Miss based on who they play and where they play them. Can they get an extra win somewhere? Sure. Are they looking at nine or 10 wins? Probably not. But next year, when the Cajuns are breaking in a new quarterback, when South Alabama is breaking in a new quarterback, when a lot of the talent that was good at Troy last year and will be good at Troy this year, that moves on, right? Southern Miss may be the team to beat next year in the West. So it's all about the timing, right? That's why I'm so high on South Alabama is because they bring so many players back. That's what we got with them. And I just don't have an idea of what people around here think Mm -hmm. about the Raging Cajuns. 2691077. This thing on? Two six nine one zero seven seven, because I, I do think it's like it's like seven eight wins. Could they win nine ball games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, are they going to beat somebody? Are they going to? Here's the problem: wins. what's going to happen, right? They're going to beat somebody they're not supposed to, but they may lose to somebody they're not supposed to. Mm. Like last year, the only bad loss that's I mean, a disappointing loss was not beating UCLA, but they looked bad against Western Kentucky. All right. You're disappointed that they lost against Troy. They were obviously, but it wasn't like that was like three goal line stands. You know, they had three chances the whole game to score. One was a drop pass that was overruled on replay. One was an overthrown pass and basically the same route. And, you know, they did a a throwback to the tight end that had them first and goal inside the 10. And there was a phantom hold or something like that. But that was the only chance that was so like like South Alabama didn't lose ball games. They should have won. Unless you're counting UCLA. They could have won those ball games. Maybe they should have won the UCLA game. They could have beaten Troy. But they had a lot of close ball games that they did come back on. Georgia Southern. Southern Miss. The Cajuns, for fact and that. Right? So, can, who can the Cajuns go out and beat this year? And again, it's, it's a little bit of a soft 
schedule a little bit, right? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Look, seven. I'm, I'm, I'm at seven wins. I'm with you. Seven wins. I think that's what, you know, that's what I think that's what they got. And, and now, could they impress us and do a little bit more? Sure. But we got to see, you know, question marks at wide receiver. We got to see how they feel that right tackles position. Is the defensive line good without without relying on uh, Andre Jones? Yeah. By the way, on a side note, I think his name is John Kime. Is he the Washington Post reporter for the Commanders? Okay. He said Andre Jones played well today. Okay. Showed out against the starters. Nice. And he's playing so. on special teams. Is he like a seventh round pick? I'm not sure. So that sounds about right. Maybe even I'm maybe even undrafted. Oh, okay. Did you see Sean Payton having beef with Garrett Wilson? Sean Payton had beef with Garrett Wilson now? <laughs> yeah. So Garrett Wilson uh was trolling Sean Payton with his outfit on the sideline during their games because Sean Payton goes. Uh, I don't want to see any any players on my team wearing uniforms. Uh, well, uniforms are off after you're done playing. Uniforms got to stay on. Right. No sunglasses. No Gilligan hats. What's AKA, that for? What does that mean? What's this that? is for his team. After uh, he doesn't want to see during the Broncos preseason game, uh, first game on Friday after the starters are pulled. He wants the starters to keep their uniforms on. Right. No sunglasses. Okay. No Gilligan hats or okay. bucket hats, and no interviews during the game. And Garrett Wilson during the game, wore a bucket hat and sunglasses and did an interview oh. during the game. <laughs> oh. And then they at, the reporters asked him... Uh, a you lot know, of players do it during the game. That's nothing new. Okay. It, but then the reporters asked him, uh, were you trolling Sean Payton with everything that you were doing during the sideline? He was like, I was advised by my people not to speak on it. <laughs> so, I thought that was All right, funny. so quickly, let's go through the Cajun schedule. We'll do this a bunch. You know, Northwestern 1, Old Dominion 2, UAB 3. We'll say Buffalo 4. Minnesota will say a loss. They beat Texas State. That's 4-1. and one. They beat Georgia State. That's 5-1. and one. Lose to South Alabama, 5-2. and two. They beat Arkansas State, 6-2. and two. They beat Southern Miss, 7-2. and two. Lose to Troy, 7-3. and three. Beat ULM. I lost one in there. Hold on. Let me just count the wins. Do you think? We'll just, I lost the wins. All right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. That's a lot. Yeah. So that's beating Southern Miss. That's going on the road, beating Arkansas State. That's beating Georgia State and Texas State. See, all those games are winnable. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's crazy that they could win those ballgames, right? Can you beat UAB on the road? Can you beat Old Dominion on the road? That's where you're going to see. We're going to know how successful this is going to be because you got to go to Troy and you got to go to South Alabama. So unless something drastic happens, the Cajuns are going to be underdogs in those ball games. But you got to be Georgia State at home. You got to be Texas State at home. Going to Jonesboro is never easy. And we'll see how good Southern Miss is. We don't know about their quarterbacks yet. That's coming up on I actually I'm I'm recording two podcasts tomorrow. We hope. Phil Steele and Will Hall. We refer to him as the Fighting Will Halls. Okay. And he's kind enough to come on the podcast. That'll be five, five Sunbelt coaches on Lockdown Sunbelt, wherever you get your podcast, and almost 500 subscribers. So uh, there are some schools that, whoop, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there are some schools who listen more uh, than others, as, it, uh, as the case may be. All right. All right, let's take a timeout. 
un mouse. What is this? Um, love is the answer, Utopia. Okay, all right. All right, Dave Schultz, Lennon Burton, on a, uh, I think, Wednesday afternoon Yacht Rock edition of Sports Chat, 103.3 The Goat. another tip from Terrio Family Dental. Cavities, also known as caries or tooth decay, are the most common chronic disease of childhood in the United States. Untreated cavities can cause pain and infections that may lead to problems with eating, speaking, playing, and learning. Children who have poor oral health often miss more school and receive lower grades than children who don't. The good news is that cavities are preventable. Make sure your children keep their scheduled visits to their dentist. For more tips and advice from Terrio Family Dental, log on to this Town Square Media radio station's website. The Caring and friendly staff at Terrio Family Dental can provide complete dental care for your entire family. They offer a large range of services for children and adults, including tooth-colored fillings, crowns, dentures, bridges, teeth whitening, ceramic braces, and Invisalign. And for those who may have some dental fears, Terrio Dental offers sedation dentistry. As always, new patients are welcome. See them at 121 Rue Louis XIV off College Saloon or in their new location, 329 Iberia Street, Youngsville, or visit LafayetteLADentist.com. In 1950, the Schilling family became your local source for Anheuser-Busch beers. For over 70 years, Schilling Distributing has done its part, supporting local events and charities to help shape the culture of our amazing community and grown to be a total beverage distributor with brands from over 60 different suppliers. Chances are you've attended more than a few events where you enjoyed a cold beer donated by Schilling. They even made sure rice from right here in Acadiana is used in the brewing process for Budweiser and Bud Light, supporting our local farming industry. When you buy a beer distributed by Schilling, you're buying from the only veteran-owned and operated alcohol distributor in Acadiana, supporting over 140 local jobs. Not to mention your dollars are reinvested back into your community. You can find out more about what brands are locally distributed by visiting shillingdistributing.com or downloading the Schilling app on your smartphone. Proud to be your choice for the moments that make Acadiana special. Schilling Distributing, your third-generation, veteran-owned and operated distributor. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time.
Linda Burton, 103.3, The Goat. Are we getting conflicting reports on Deshaun Watson? What you got? It's, I mean, is he is he playing well or is he not playing well? Mm. I think then, I don't know. Let's see. Let me, let me look and see what we're seeing. You said you were seeing that he, he was not playing well. Playing well. Yeah. No, yeah, was not. Had three interceptions yesterday. Not good. Oh, well, someone said, I don't know if the, see, you can't tell with Twitter anymore who's a, who's a real media member and who's not. Cause someone right. posted that, um, and posted an email he got from someone and, and, uh, scratched out the name. It was like, was at both Eagles practices. The Eagles reporter who subtweeted couldn't be more wrong. Deshaun looked unbelievable. Those stats couldn't have been more wrong. All right. So this is what was tweeted out when he's saying it was more wrong. This is guy, this Elliot Shore Parks. Mm. All right, Deshaun Watson training camp starts. Stats versus the Eagles defense. Eagles defense definitely got the better of Watson during the joint practices. Watson had a few really nice throws at times, beating good coverage with better throws. His arm definitely has the ability to make special throws. The pass rush definitely got the better of Watson. It was really only effective in seven versus seven, not 11 on 11. The Eagles pressure forced Watson into some bad decisions, and in two days they ended up picking him off as many as times as they allowed INTs, stats on day two. Seven for 16, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Overall, in two days, 17 to 33, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Deshaun Watson said cap, which, which means lie. He said lol, cap. <laughs> Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Dove climbing. Oh, L- LOL, cap. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And cap just means you're lying. Got it. Again, Dove Kleiman is it's not a I real saw. person. I don't right? think he's a real person. Well, it yeah. says he's the editor in chief at Bro Bible. <laughs> All right. But nobody ever, nobody ever takes a picture with him. Somewhere, yeah. No. Right? No. And, and there's no picture. I'm about to go to Bro Bible see if there's a picture under his uh, his about. So. Yeah, he's not listed as the writers. Weird. That's so weird. <laughs> no. All right. 269-1077. 269-1077. You want to do what LSU, what we think LSU is going to do? Yeah. Do we, and- what do we got there? Do we have them at 11 and 1? What's LSU said? Uh-huh. Well, let's look over FanDuel because it would be interesting. What do we think? Do we think Northwestern is still on the board for over-unders? Three. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we said. Uh, I'm pretty sure we did this. One, two, three, four, five. Northwestern over under two and a half wins. Eight, Take the under. Nine. Yeah. Three wins. Oh, Northwestern. I mean, they may go winless this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. no. I'm taking the under from them for sure. Um, yeah. Pretty sure we said LSU wins ten games. All right. Is that their over under? I'm pretty sure the last time we checked, it was nine point five. All right. It might That's have. It might have gone now. up. In fact. Oddly enough, the nine and a half is a slight favorite at minus 114. Okay. Under is 106. Oh, okay. So both minus 106 for under minus 114 for nine and a half. And I'm sure as 
Lyndon would tell you, you know, so you got to bet $114 to win 100 bucks in that case, or 106 to win 100 bucks. So oddly enough, they're both minus. Do we have 10 wins for LSU? I got to, yeah, definitely. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the over on the nine and a half. I got LSU winning 10, meeting Georgia in the SEC championship, and then right. whatever happens there happens. So they're beating um, Florida State? Yeah, I got, I got them winning game one. Grambling? Yep. Mississippi State? Yep. Arkansas? Yep. At Ole Miss? Yep. Missouri? Yep. Auburn? Yes. Army? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alabama? The Bama game is the one that they have to win. To, to which one are they losing so far? Um. Oh, yeah. Because after yeah, Alabama, yeah. it's Florida, Georgia State, and A&M. Oh. Mm, they can't lose to A&M. God, I hope not. Yeah. Ooh, I might... I'm going to have LSU going undefeated this year. No. All right. So you're definitely taking the over. Yeah. All right. We got a call on the Oh, uh, we do. Um, I Jacob? don't know who this is. Is this Jacob? What's up, Dave? Hey, how we doing? Good. You? Yes, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good. I could care less about LSU, Dave. I was calling about the UL schedule. Okay. Uh, the problem with with ours is I feel like there's so many unknowns. You know, I don't I don't know how Ben's knee is going to be. You know, him coming back really quickly from right. from that injury and what the wide receiver play is going to look like, or the players on defense. But on paper, it seems like, especially in the Sun Belt, you hear every coach talk about it. Like anybody can beat anybody. It's that sort of league. So like, I look at all these games and I think to myself. Oh, yeah, we could win that game. And then I also look at some games, like the Old Dominion game is one that scares me with uh, they're coming off of a road game versus Virginia Tech, and we're coming off of Northwestern State at home, and I just have a feeling that, you know, the first few snaps are going to happen, and Old Dominion's going to start t- thinking to themselves, hey, these guys are a lot easier than who we played last week. And then on the flip side, our guys are going to be thinking to themselves, dang, these guys are a lot tougher than the guys we played last week. That could be, uh, so right? We'll see, so I, me, me, I, I honestly think that we have a shot at going to eight and four or nine, nine and three. Okay. I mean, they're, you know, like Minnesota, I loved how you compared them to Iowa State. I think they're even, I think they're worse than the Iowa State that we played. I mean, Iowa State had Brock Purdy when we played them and we shut them down. Yeah, um, I always but, thought Brock Purdy was you know, kind of overrated in college, to be honest with you. Or we just shut them down, Dave. Right, that too. Give, give right. our guys some credit. Give, give our guys some credit. No, no, the defense uh, played well, but I, I didn't. I, we all we all heard a lot about Brock Purdy, but he didn't do great, and we got not one but two returns in that game. Right? He he won the Big Twelve championship that year. Oh, did he? Yeah. All right. They played in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, I think. that's my bad. All right, I never thought he was on um, that. So. So, like, P.J. Flick, yeah, he's 18-1 and one against non-conference opponents, which scares me. But at the same time, his one loss is against Bowling Green. So it's not like it's not like oh. a team built like right. us can't pull that one off. Um, I think, just like you said, I think Buffalo's going to struggle with the Heat playing at Cajun Field. Um I think our guys are going to get up to play against the Troys and South Alabama and teams like that. So we'll see. I think I think nine and three. That's what I'm pulling for. And and better than that, I mean, I would love to see it. I've got a lot of faith in uh, 
Coach Desimo, and, and look forward to the season. Always nice talking to you, Dave. Thanks, Jacob. All right, so they were pretty good that year. They were ninth in the Big 12, Iowa State. Um, 8-1 in the conference, Matt Campbell. The thing is, Brock Purdy was, had 19 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. Threw for 2,700 yards. He was not that great. They played well, but I didn't think he was all that good. He may end up being a much better pro than, uh, heck, he had him in the NFC Championship game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, Mr. Irrelevant. All right, great show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Brian Holland from NBC 33 and Fox 44. Danny Reed from Georgia Southern. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. And Jeff Perlman, which a great interview. We'll get all these up uh, on the internet here as quickly as we can. The author of Showtime, the Green Magic, Riley Lakers. Uh, and that's what the Winning Time show on HBO is based on. Thanks to Linda Burton. We'll be back tomorrow on Sports Chat. For intelligence sports talk. <laughs> Sounds like you need a little goat array. <sighs> 1033 The Goat. <laughs> the greatest sports talk of all time. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, is Louisiana's premier employee benefits and commercial insurance brokerage. Dwight Andrus can insure just about any risk that your business faces. Dwight Andrus specializes in the construction, healthcare, real estate, and hospitality industry. Chances are you're probably already doing business with someone who does business with Dwight Andrus. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, ask to speak with Harry Potter or Brant Etier. Visit them at DwightAndrusInsurance.com. Experienced shooters, it's time to treat yourself to an upgrade. Choose your next holster, concealment gear, and firearm accessories at Barney's and Karen Crew. Barney's team of former military and law enforcement professionals will show gun enthusiasts.